Welcome to episode 3 of the 100% Wrestling, the podcast with me, Ben Hubbard, and I hope everyone is doing okay in this time. We have a heat wave here in the UK, and it's extremely warm. Um, anyway, coming up in this episode, I will be answering more questions and talking about what's been happening in the wrestling world this week. Everybody gives you advice, yeah, on how to live your life, how to live your life. Don't you know that life is full of surprises? You better realize, better realize. Nobody knows, nobody knows what's in your soul and how your heart works. Nobody knows, nobody cares. It's time for you to live your life, yeah. You can do it right now. Oh, you can do it right
Welcome back. This is the 100% Wrestling Podcast with me, Ben Hubbard, and I've got a couple of questions. Well, I'll answer this one first. This is from Carl in the UK. He's asked, do we know the winners of the match going into it? Of course we do. Um, before a match, we already know that, but um, I've actually worked a match where I, you know, I've been scheduled to win, and then you, we've then with the crowd's reaction and the psychology of it, crowd, you know, the psychology, we've literally switched the finish because it probably it would have been better for the other person to win. And I have no problem putting people over. It's just the people who think, oh, I want to win, I want to win. I'm sorry. If winning is important to you, then you shouldn't be in the business. I mean, I, I go out there to perform, win or lose. Simple as that. I, I enjoyed entertaining people. Win, lose, draw, doesn't really matter. Shouldn't really matter at all. But obviously with WWE, they obviously have writers and they obviously have weeks ahead of who they're, who's going to be winning. So, like, for instance, lead up to WrestleMania, they already know who's going to, you know, win the title, you know, a couple of weeks, three or four weeks in advance. So, obviously, the UK scene, but, you know, that's how they work. But, yeah, that's the only thing that's scripted in wrestling. Um, another one here from... oh. It's from my it's from my friend uh, Jack, who who was a wrestler himself, who I've wrestled a good few times. Hi Jack, how you doing, mate? Nice to uh, hear from you. He's asked because we worked a lot to we worked a lot of matches together, and he says, "What's the worst match? Worst match? What's the worst move that I've ever took, or the one that was looked the most devastating?" Um, Obviously, Jack, you've given me a few jackhammers in the tight, you know, F5s, jackhammers. And I can honestly say the jackhammer does look devastating, but if it's done safely, it looks devastating. And, you you know, you don't literally t- tear your shoulder out like I've done <laughs> in the uh, in the past. Um, not from the jackhammer, jackhammer, but I did, um, I tore my shoulder. But there is a question about that of someone else, so I'll I'll leave that. But yeah, the jackhammer. Um, when I was first training, um, obviously we trained on crash mats, but you get used to it. I took the jackhammer in the middle of a ring during a, a. We had a really good match at a show. You know, he kept me safe. You know, we've had really good matches. He's literally one of my favourite guys to work with. Um, and I, you know, I've worked with you know loads of people who uh, I enjoyed working with, but with Jack, it was um, it was more physical with us. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Anyway, this is from where are we? This is from Claire. She's um, oh, she's listening in Canada. She's asked, "What's the worst injury I've ever had?" Uh, the worst injury, touch wood. Luckily, I'm really fortunate. I've never broken anything. Um, I've blew my right knee out. I've torn my shoulder twice. Um, the first time was <laughs> it was training before a show. Uh, we had the training academy before the evening. You know, we were just training. Um, one of the guys wanted to try out a sit-out power bomb. 
Um, I took it, but I landed awkwardly for some reason. I couldn't, you know, protect myself. And I felt something go. Didn't really think anything of it. As the day progressed, it started to burn. <laughs> and literally, I couldn't really move it. But I had to work a match that night. So I was in a tag team, believe it or not, street fight. Um, I remember against the show, you know, we were on last. It was the main event. And my partner, he, you know, was asking me if I was all right. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Um, obviously, I was warming up. But as soon as I got out there, the adrenaline rush, he took the pain away. It was only till after the match, you know, and the adrenaline went. That's when I started to feel the pain. So I, I went to see my, you know, went to get it checked out. He says, yeah, it says like you've tore something. So, um... So I was off for about four weeks. Um, I think I took some time away. After that, I think no, we didn't. I come back and was fine. Um, and another time, I it was before a show again. It was before a show, but this was like in the evening. We had a, a training seminar from a British wrestling legend. Um, we were. I was working with the other guys, and we were showing us how to do a. I think it was a headlock takedown. For some reason, I couldn't get my shoulder my, I couldn't get my shoulder right, and I landed smack on my left shoulder. Um, but this what this time it literally was swelling up, and I could not move it. It was worse than the last time, and I was on third, second or third, I believe. Could have been second. Um, no, it's third. I could not move it. I literally was spraying it with deep freeze. I think one of the guys is deep freeze. Um, it, I had to change the complete. It, we, we worked out a finish to where I wouldn't have to, um, you know, I couldn't do, I couldn't pick him up. I couldn't do anything. You know, I was really disappointed because I really wanted to, you know, put on a show. But, you know, this is wrestling. These things happen. So I had to go and get um, an, like is it like an ultra sound like but on my shoulder there was a bit of the thickness in the lining and I took some time off from that. That's when I took some time away from wrestling because my mental health wasn't great. Um, so that's the only injuries I have I've ever had. So I'm I'm really thankful that. I've never broken anything. The only issue is now I'm riddled with osteoarthritis, scoliosis, and I've got um, a prolapse disc. The lower disc, I can't remember which one that is. Is that the L4? I'm not sure. But yeah, I've had physio, which hasn't touched it. Um, you know, I take calcium supplements. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. But um, thank you for your questions. I'll be answering some more. And don't forget, we've got the news coming up next. In WWE news, WWE handed down word this week that executives are getting a pay cut. It wasn't noted exactly how much of a pay cut WWE executives are receiving. The company plans to make more cuts as they continue 
money-saving efforts. In addition to reducing compensation for board members, they are also doing away with a few other things. The company is looking to decrease their operating expenses, efforts to record so much content in one shot at the WWE Performance Center is certainly going a long way to help with that. If they can't get four television shows worth of program programming recorded in one 10-hour taping schedule, then it saves them from shooting multiple days. Bully Ray has opened up about the Dudley Boys WWE exit when they went to TNA. Everything was going fine until they discovered that the WWE wasn't going to give up their tag team name. In an interview, they said WWE didn't own the Dudley name. They bought it outright. The Dudley Boy name is original intellectual property of ECW and when WWE brought the ECW out of bankruptcy court you get to purchase the assets. Bully Ray revealed that the Dudley Boys were not released from WWE it was a mutual parting of ways. One night, After one night stand in 2005 they decided to shake hands and call it a day. They then received a phone call saying that they had to figure out a different name. And in another interview they said we parted on good terms and they called and said that the that they own the Dudley name and I flipped out. I was on a plane. I was dropping F-bombs and everything. I called a lawyer friend of mine who was a really really intro had really really intellectual properties. You know like attorney and he said listen I can get you the name back, but if I charge you friend prices, it will cost you and Devon $100,000. WWE has now added uh, more banned moves to their list. WWE has a list of moves that superstars are not allowed to do for one reason or another. Usually a really bad injury needs to be the cause of a move ending up on Vince McMahon's forbidden list. Now fans can now say goodbye to the buckle bomb. It has reported that uh, WWE has removed power bombs into the turnbuckle from their approved move list. Now it's not authorizes. It, now it is not authorizes, so superstars can no longer use it during their matches. Sting was retired due to that move, as he took a buckle bomb from Seth Rollins. The same move also resulted in a really scary moment for Nia Jax and Carrie Sane, I believe that is pronounced. If the Booker Bomb returns on a rare occasion, it will need very special permission. And finally, WWE could possibly lose Adam Cole, but it wouldn't take long for him to find a new pro wrestling home. AEW star Britt Baker and Adam Cole are an actual couple. She recently stated that there are big hopes to see Adam Cole wrestle again with the Elite very soon. She's going to be interested in a interview. NXT champion Adam Cole's contract is set to expire sometime this summer. I believe his deal is up in August or early September. If Adam Cole allows his WWE NXT contract to run out, then he will have no non-compete clause. John Moxley and Matt Hardy allowed their contracts to expire and then let their pro wrestling journeys take them elsewhere.
that was the wrestling news for this week. Now, here in the UK, we had something called World of Sport. Now, I'm not sure if it was shown in uh, other countries. It might have been. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it ran from 1965 for, to 1985. Now, World of Sport was created in 1965 in January as a Saturday afternoon rival to Grandstand. The show compiled for ITV by London Weekend Television tried valiantly to compete with its BBC rival for 20 years before finally throwing in the towel. Although as an overall package it was never on terms with Grandstand, largely because the BBC controlled all the major events. World of Sport did enjoy a sizable following for its minority sports, particularly horse racing and for convincing the public that wrestling was a sport and not merely a woman's alternative to bingo. Commentator Ken Walton, oh, I remember Ken, a former disc jockey who first covered wrestling back in 1955, certainly convinced himself that it was genuine, even though we all knew that the terrible Turk and the masked Madagascan both came from Rochdale. World of Sport was a team effort involving most ITV companies with studio facilities and programme production provided by LWT in later years. Its first frontman was Eamon Andrews, who, if you guys remember here in the UK, used to do This Is Your Life. And he was assisted by a team of John Rickman, Peter Lorenzo, Ian Wool Woolridge and Freddie Truman, Martin Locke and Jimmy Hill. Probably the presenter most read readily associated with World of Sport was a guy called Dickie Davis who took over in 1968 and remained in charge until the show was cancelled in 1985. Yeah, I remember my parents saying, um, I think it was Saturday at 4 o'clock, um, everyone used to sit down and watch the wrestling, you know, Big Daddy, Joan Haystacks, Les Kelly, uh, Rollable Rocco, oh, um, Adrian Street, guys like that. In the early days, Fred Truman and Ian Waldrich were specialist contributors to the programme and Peter Lorenzo previewed the day's soccer when the football spot was retitled on the ball. Brian Moore and Jimmy Hill from the big match were drafted in as hosts. World of Sport was a pioneer of multi-course racing coverage as an all action alternative to one card racing an accumulator based on the winners of all seven featured races on the itv7 segment became a popular bet well i didn't know that learn something new every day but yeah i remember i never got to watch i wasn't around when world of sport there used to be a um it doesn't have they don't have it anymore it used to be a on Sky, they used to have a channel called the Wrestling Channel. They used to show, you know, World of Sport, uh, you know, Japanese wrestling, you know, the women's Noah. That was another one, Noah. Um, but yeah, my love was always the British style. Um, guys like there's Kelly. Um, I think Dynamite Kid was on there as well. It's just. Today's wrestling, I know everything's changed, but I try to keep it old school. You know, I love, I do study tape sometimes of all the old school. But it would be nice if um, if you guys remember it. You know, get in touch with me, 100% Wrestling, 
head to my Facebook page, 100% Wrestling The Podcast, or you can e- email me, 100% Wrestling at Outlook.com. Back in 2016, who remembers the World of Sport reboot? That stuff that came back back in 2016 on New Year's Eve, I remember rightly. 33 years after the last show was aired. And um, some of the wrestlers I've seen on it are now obviously in WWE NXT UK. Uh, guys like Dave Mastiff. Um, I remember watching the first show, which I thought was just really good. Um, I think Grado was on there from, you know, I've seen him in ICW and Impact Wrestling. Uh, Harry Smith, who's now David Boy Smith Jr., he was on there as well. But personally, in my personal opinion, it didn't live up to the hype as I think people are expecting it to be like the old days. And it wasn't. But saying that, we got to have JR commentating and Alex Shane, I believe, as well. But yeah, it really, really wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. But, you know, but nice to know if you guys have enjoyed it. I'd love to know, you know. 100% Wrestling, the podcast, that is my Facebook page. Instagram is 100% Wrestling. You can either DM me and follow me, but give me a follow, and I'll follow you straight back. Ben here from the 100% Wrestling Podcast, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new website. It has all the details of my social media, my podcast details, and also it tells you a little bit about myself as well. And that is 100%Wrestling.simdiff. Welcome back. If you just joined us, you are most welcome. This is the 100% Wrestling Podcast with me, Ben Hubbard, and I'm going to answer another question. doesn't say who it's from, but they have emailed me, 100%Wrestling at Outlook.com, and they said, what is my favourite WrestleMania and the fa- my favourite match on the card? Okay, wow, that's a really interesting one. Okay, one of my favourite WrestleManias is WrestleMania 2000 with the triple threat ladder match. That was incredible. I think that was the first ever one, I believe. I could be wrong, but please correct me if I'm wrong. I do apologise. Favourite WrestleMania, um, 25 and 26, only because the main event, uh, main events, the matches with taker and sean i think um honestly these past few manias haven't been great in my personal opinion but you know um but my favorite has to be wrestlemania 2000 is one of them and and wrestlemania 21 and 22 i enjoyed wasn't too keen on 23 especially the uh was it nine? Was it WrestleMania twenty with um, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar? But um, but the reason that match was terrible was not great. Was the fact that both of both guys did not want to be there, and I know Brock Lesnar didn't give a damn 
about that match. He knew he was going, so he didn't give a he didn't give a crap. But yeah, I think that's my favourite manias. I haven't really been thoroughly impressed with the past few, if I'm perfectly honest. But I'd love to know what your favourite WrestleManias are, what your favourite matches are. Please get in touch. 100% Wrestling at Outlook.com, Facebook, Facebook.com slash 100% Wrestling the Podcast. Drop me a message or Instagram, 100% Wrestling. Drop me a DM on there. Give me a follow and I'll follow you back. Don't forget to like my Facebook, Facebook page as well. I'll be answering more of your questions that have been sent next right after this I need an angel Forever, forever passing by. 
Welcome back. Um, I have some more questions I'm going to be answering. Uh, I think this episode is just going to be me answering a lot of questions because I've got so many come in. I think this was <laughs> uh, one here from John in Denmark. He says, "Who is your favorite? What it? Sorry, what is your favorite gimmick out of WWE history?" And that's an easy one for me. Undertaker. Undertaker was the best gimmick. Um, when he did the American Badass gimmick, I know he said in an interview it was to freshen things up. I wasn't much of a fan of it when he shaved his head off, when he cut his hair short. But when he was the dead man, to me that was a true Undertaker. That was the true Undertaker. If you can hear something in the background, I've got my fan on because I'm extremely warm. It, we've got a little heat wave here in the UK. So thank you for that question, John. I appreciate it. And uh, let's have a look. We've got another one here. Uh, favorite female wrestler. Wow. Favorite female wrestler of all time. Wow. This is a difficult one. <laughs> Very difficult. Okay. China is was one of the. I think China was one of them. Um. Unfortunately, she's no longer here. But when from like early ninety nine she was wrestling guys I believe probably just before that I thought she was a great worker um Lita Trish um there was another one as well and I will remember it who was her name oh um Molly Holly that's another one I thought she she was good enjoyed Molly Holly uh, thank you for that uh, gosh got absolutely loads coming in okay right I'm going to have to probably save some for the next episode because I've just had loads come in. Literally messaging me. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Who's most overrated? And that is from Ben. Oh, same name as me. Hi, Ben. Great name, that. And that's Ben from the UK. He's asked... um, which wrestler do you think is the most overrated and underrated? Wow. Most overrated. Some people are not going to like this, but it's my opinion and I don't really care. <laughs> um, Roman Reigns, I think, is overrated. But, you know, after what he's been through, you know, personally, I think he's done well to come back. I just think he's overrated. Um, and I think Cena's overrated as well. Nice guy, but he's just overrated in my opinion. Underrated, wow, 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 underrated. Wow, underrated, that's really difficult, underrated. Who is underrated? I think Matt Hardy, when Matt Hardy was in WWE, I I think he was underrated, because he could work. Yeah, I think Matt Hardy was one of them. I saw a... Matt Hardy, William Regal. Regal was great. Yeah, he was pro- a Brit- proper British wrestler. You know. Okay, last one. Last one. <laughs> last one. Who? Wow, okay. Oh, cheers for your message. This one from a, from one of my friends who's listening. Steph. Stefan, should say. He's asked, what is my favourite theme music from WWE or WCW or anyone okay wow. um, 
I've got a couple actually. I'd have to say Shawn Michaels is sexy boy, and The Undertaker's original, you know, 19, 19 the 97, 96, 97 music, and then The Ministry of Darkness, and then The American Badass Theme by Kid Rock. I thought that was good. Look, <coughs> excuse me, swallow the wrong way. Um, I've got so many messages. I'm gonna. I will be answering some more on episode four. Um, don't forget, if you wish to answer, ask me anything about professional wrestling, if it's my career uh, or anything to WWE, NXT, T, T, well, shouldn't say TNA, Impact Wrestling, any of the UK indie scenes or the indie scenes worldwide or any promotions whatsoever, get in touch. Facebook.com, 100% Wrestling, the podcast is my Facebook page. Email me, 100% Wrestling at Outlook.com. Instagram is just 100% Wrestling. Don't forget, you can head to my website, 100%Wrestling.simdiff.com. That has all the details in my social media and all the podcast details as well. Well... I shall speak to you next time. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Speak to you soon.